It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. You're right, you're right, all right. And we say, hell yeah. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams. We're excited to be here, excited to be back talking football. Another day, another story. We're going to talk about the next coach that may be on his way out the door. So another great show for you guys today. We're also, uh, I hit Twitter and Facebook, and I was asking for some questions. So uh, I've got some listener questions to get to as well from you guys out there. Appreciate everyone that is hitting us up. If you aren't following us or you haven't engaged and shot a question our way and you want to, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Lockdown Rams, all accounts. And then my personal is LA underscore Rambling Bear. I'm not the heaviest tweeter, but I like to get out there and throw out some questions from time to time. So if you see it, or if you're just curious and want to get a question in or some sort of topic, because we are now officially in the offseason for the Rams, we've got tons of time to talk about every topic under the sun. So we're going to do that here on Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. Also, make sure to hit the subscribe button on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. If you don't have us already locked into your Google Assistant, check it out. All you got to do is download the Google Assistant app. Pretty sweet. Got it on my phone. Once you are there, just go to your settings. I think it's the top right button. Click the news button. And at the very bottom, it's going to ask you to change your news playlist format. All you have to do is click that. It will give you a search option. Search Lockdown Podcast Network. And then when you go to the Google Assistant and you say, hey, Google, tell me my news, you're going to get an update from your team every day, a one-minute, a five-minute, kind of breaking it down. And depending on where you live, you might start to get some other teams coming your way too. Pretty cool stuff. But with all that said, again, Wednesday edition, we're done with the season crossovers, but I am working on setting up a schedule for the offseason as we want to talk to a ton of people here on the NFL channel, but also in the college channel, in the fantasy world, as well as finding guests in the Rams world, as well as in the football world to just chat about this team and all the options that they have moving forward. So with that, let's just get right into it. The Rams made some moves on Monday, and they weren't done there. They are now in the market for a D coordinator, a running backs coach, and like I said, the train doesn't stop there. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. With the departure of Wade Phillips and Skip Pete, we expected they may not be done. And late Tuesday night, a report began to surface that John Fossil is in talks with the Dallas Cowboys, and a source close to the situation says it's all but a done deal. So that now makes three coaches that Sean McVay will have to look and find and fill. And as we talked yesterday on the show, probably won't be the last of coaching moves he'll have to make decisions on during this offseason. Expect some more changes to come, but big names, Wade Phillips, John Fossil, we're talking D coordinator, special teams coordinator, And with the exit of John Fossil, a.k.a. Bones, that now leaves us with zero coaches from the Jeff Fisher days. Man, Wade Phillips was a tough pill to swallow yesterday, but if you look around the program, Bones might be right there with them as the most liked coach on the staff. 
His players loved him. He came on to the Rams staff back in 2012 after stints with the Ravens and Raiders. And if you think back to 2016, he finished the last three games as head coach, filling in for then-fired Jeff Fisher. Forgive me, Ram fans. I've now mentioned Jeff Fisher, I think, twice in this podcast so far. But you saw then how much the players love for him. And every time, especially as you have players like Johnny Hecker and Greg Zerline talking about John Fossil and what he has meant. The NFL did a nice little piece on him. I believe it was last year. And they all talked such high praise of John Fossil, not only as the coach, but as the player, the man, the dad, the son of former NFL coach Jim Fossil. We've had on the podcast here a couple times. And this wasn't on McVay as far as firing. He didn't fire Wade Phillips. He didn't fire Skip Pete. He didn't fire John Fossil. With the first two coaches, they told him you're not re- renewing the contract. With John Fossil, and we may learn more later, he decided to go looking for a job elsewhere. Maybe the writing was on the wall. Maybe he felt the changes around the building. Maybe there was a conversation that was had that was said, hey, look, if you want to start looking for a job, you might want to do that. But John Fossil will be heading down to Dallas, and Dallas is making some moves. New head coach Mike McCarthy, who sat out all last year after being fired from the Green Bay Packers, he's been in his house studying film and getting ready for this moment coming back. He hired Mike Nolan as his defensive coordinator. And as we mentioned, all signs pointing to Fossil being the special teams coordinator. They're looking to retain offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. He was a really a hot coordinator. Uh, He's actually in line for an opportunity with Washington Huskies to be their offense coordinator as well. Sounds like he's going to stay in Dallas. They are really putting together as some people are calling it, the super staff in Dallas. They got to win some games. And really, it's going to be a test for John Fossil because he is coming on and taking on the league's worst special teams unit that is in Dallas. They really struggled with inconsistencies in the kicking game and even in the return game. The Cowboys finished 30 in football's outsider special teams DVOA under coordinator Keith O'Quinn in 2019. So uh, it really can't get much worse for Dallas and only ways to improve and really looking for the Rams. Uh, you got to admit, it was a down year for the Rams special teams unit as a whole. Johnny Hecker started off pretty slow this season, had some ugly punts, some shanks. But looking at the stats and the way that it shook out, it was ended up being almost on par with what he has done in the past few years. The only thing different, he had his first block punt this year uh, since 2014. He had 22 punts downed inside the 20. The year before was 21, 2017, 30. We also saw, as we always do with Bones, some very creative fake punt calls. They always didn't work. You saw that week 17, which is kind of starting to get interesting as you're looking deeper into this, that they pulled a fake punt uh, in their own 30. They ended up running it. They didn't let Hecker throw this one. Didn't go well. They missed picking up the first down by miles, it felt like. And then afterwards, Sean McVay came running down the field and was yelling right at Bones. So uh, maybe that was an early sign that there was some things not going perfectly in that marriage as far as the coaching relationship. But the Rams have to pick up the pieces and move forward. It's really interesting for Greg Zerline. He is a free agent this year. And as we talked about the special teams as a whole being down, Greg Zerline really took a big step back. He had some injuries the past couple years, but looking at what Greg Zerline has done, he missed nine field goals this year, the most by far in his career. That percentage was 72.7%. That was the worst in his career. Even going back to when he was drafted by the Rams and John Fossil back in 2012, his percentage was 74.2. 2017, the first year with Sean McVay, 95% field goal percentage. 
And then even last year, 87.1%. This year, again, 72.7%. Really struggled at times. And there were a few big kicks that we'll all go back and look at as far as the disappointment that one up in Seattle. And I'm not going to come down really hard on Greg Zerline here because overall, he has been a lot for this organization. And to find a kicker that has been that consistent over the years is really hard to do. Just ask the Chicago Bears. They would have taken 72% probably any of the last three years. Uh, But something to look at, especially as a free agent. Rams are tight on money. His number one supporter is now not in the room. Really curious to see what the Rams are going to do with Greg Zerline. Will they get him back, maybe on a short-term deal, not a massive contract? Or do they just say, hey, look, we're going to reshape this whole room. Maybe look to draft a kicker. Maybe look to find another cheaper kicker in free agency and spend some money elsewhere. So a lot of interesting questions when you're looking at the move here with John Fossil. And something we're going to keep an eye on as far as in the special teams room. How does this trickle down into the rest of the team? Well, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about this move and who else might be next, as well as we're going to take some questions from some of our listeners and see what you guys want to hear about. We're going to talk about some of those things. A lot of great questions came through, so we're going to get to that Lockdown Rams Wednesday. We got a lot of great questions coming up next. Season's over for the Rams, but it doesn't have to be over for you in the bedroom. Let's go, boys. We're talking sex here. Because remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Not just talking to you guys that can't perform. I'm talking to everybody. This is open to everybody. Blue Chew is awesome in so many ways. One, it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door. Discreet package. No one knows. Made in the USA. Prepared and ships direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com and you get your first shipment for free. Use special promo code LOCKDOWN just to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Bluechew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Now that you guys are fully loaded in the bedroom, it's time to get fully loaded in the garage. And that means you got to head down to Metro Infinity just off the 210 in Monrovia, 821 East Central Monrovia. You got to check out their facility. It's dope. Multi-million dollar facility. Their only dealer in California that's family owned and has been open for 25 years. Make sure to mention Lockdown when you go there, by the way, because they're going to give you an extra $500 off. But they have all the brand new Infinities that are super sweet. They also have 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. Go check them out. Like we talked about during the season in some of those tough losses, go blow some steam, hit the pedal to the metal, and help me out, man. We had Lockdown Chargers boys go down there and buy a car. So Lockdown Rams, if you're listening and you need a car, at least go give a test drive. Check them out. Say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. Mention Lockdown. You get that $500 off as well. You can reach them at 626-599-7501 or MetroInfinity.com. Just off the 210 in Monrovia, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, all right. Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. And we are talking Rams football. We are talking what's next. We are talking replacing coaches and not just, uh, you know, Skip Pete and position coaches, but big time. 
D coordinator, special teams. We're not done yet. We don't even know what the rest of the shakeups will be. And we haven't even gotten over to the player side of this. So what I'm going to do now is uh, head over to our Facebook and our Twitter. And I'm going to take some of your guys' questions. We're going to answer those. And if you guys didn't get a chance to shoot us a question or a comment, again, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, Lockdown Rams, all those accounts, as well as LA underscore Rambling Bear. And let's see, let's go over to Facebook, the Facebook group. And uh, we'll start right at the top here. Noah Steinberg, who is the go on your next coordinator and how can we get back to the playoffs? Man, that's a loaded question, Noah, but I like it. Uh, And I saw a couple others pretty similar to that. So I'll try to give you guys shout outs as well as I go along and and talk about this. I think Brad Okonski said, who do you think is a likely candidate for the DC job? Maybe Jim Swartz. I don't hate that idea, to be honest, but I think it really starts internally. I mean, you got Joe Barry sitting there who we've talked about pretty highly on this podcast, especially when we bring Serena Morales in. And if you even just watch the way that some of these practices go as, you know, I've kept a pretty close eye and he's running with the players. He is out there in the stretching drills, uh, swiping at the ball, hitting at the ball, running up and down. He's in great shape. He is a very interactive and as you talk about, you know, maybe the game plan for Sean McVay with these coaches is maybe going a little bit younger and kind of getting in in line with what, how he envisions football and doing that. Well, Joe Barry's been with them, uh, even going back to the Washington days in 2015, 2016. He was defense coordinator of Washington when McVay was there and then came with McVay over here to be the linebackers coach. So there's some relationships there and obviously... Uh, McVay knows that he can handle a D coordinator job and and really looking what he's done uh, with Corey Littleton and even Dante Fowler. I mean, getting him from Jacksonville and, you know, Jacksonville was ready to just kind of get rid of him. They didn't think his production was anything. He jumped on right away. Joe Barry got him up to speed and had a pretty good 2018 campaign. And then looking here, 2019, 11 and a half sacks. He seemed to be the energy of that unit as far as putting pressure outside of AD. Um, but man, you got to say that Joe Barry has done some really good things with some young guys and development. And if you don't give him the job, does Joe Barry stick around or does he maybe get offended and go, man, I, how is it not me at this point? Or does he like the position group that he's with right now? Also, you have to remember that he serves as the assistant head coach to Sean McVay right now. So um, maybe that gives you a little insight to how far along Joe Barry might be. But again, is Joe Barry also going to move along? Are we kind of cleaning house one position at a time uh, is a question we'll have to kind of wait and see. So that would probably be where I start. And then continuing in-house, obviously you got Aubrey Pleasant, a guy we talked about as well on Very High Regard, a guy that I talked about a little bit yesterday. Uh, he had interviewed around the league last year to become a defensive coordinator, didn't get an offer, came back here, hung with us. He too was also a part of that Redskins staff 2013 to 2016, came with McVay, took on that cornerback coach role. And really, if you listen to any of the pieces with him or anytime he talks, he has that very same McVayism type of language. Very motivational, very football savvy, relates well with the young players. And really, if you're looking even in this transition of what we've done with developing some of the young guys, Troy Hill, what we've done with him over the past year, Nikel Roby Coleman's probably played his best ball in the NFL with the Rams. 
Jalen Ramsey coming in. Uh, I'm not sure how much you want to mess with, uh, you know, having multiple guys leave with Joe Barry and Pleasant. Or if you go, hey, Pleasant's this young guy, was out there interviewing for a D coordinator job. It's time for him to get a shot. Really curious what the internal staff is looking like. Or if they say, hey, look, we're going to go outside the building and look to get somebody. Jim Swartz is one of those names that has kind of been flying around. Another one of those guys... I've heard this name a few times. I don't know how much I love it, but he was a defensive specialist. Marvin Lewis, he was interviewed down in Dallas. There was talks with him. I think even uh, Cleveland had a couple words with him. He's kind of been floating around looking for that head coaching job still, but there's only one position left. That is the Cleveland Browns. So if he doesn't get that, does he want to get back into football and start helping out again? I mean, he's been a D coordinator before going back to that 2000 season. He was the D coordinator of that Baltimore defense in 1999 to 2001 and really stacked it up and became one of, you know, if you're looking back those Ray Lewis days, uh, they were at tops of the NFL for that stretch during that time. So uh, if you're looking and you're talking about, you know, Wade Phillips, this uh, longtime veteran, if you're trying to get another guy that comes in, the only thing is I think he wants a little bit more control on the defense. So uh, if you bring a guy in like Marvin Lewis, I think he's going to want to be the guy. So I'm not sure if that's really what McVay is trying to add to this or if he's trying to add maybe another younger guy that he can kind of work with and develop. And, and if you go back to the guys I mentioned first and Joe Barry and Pleasant, he's got a really good relationship with them. So uh, that's kind of why I put him near the top of the list. And then really, as we talked about the Cowboys here, Rod Marinelli, uh, he was the DC of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, he's gone. It hasn't been official yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure with them adding Mike Nolan to the defense, or as all sources are saying, that they are going to be moving on from him. He's got over 20 years of experience in coaching in the NFL, and he's really known for working with the defensive line. I mean, just look at him. He's got that tough, rugged look to him. He's not the nicest guy in the room, but uh, I believe it was on Hard Knocks a few years ago, or I saw a clip where um, you think he's kind of looks like that hard ass, but when he's in the meetings and he's showing clips, he always likes to work in kind of funny videos to kind of relate to the guys in the in the group. Uh, and seemed like from everything that I've kind of read up on him is that his players have really loved kind of working under him. That might be another guy, kind of a tough-nosed guy that also can kind of relate to the younger group. So those are just a few names uh, of some of the of the coaches. But, I mean, there's probably a list of 20 other coaches. I'm actually really excited uh, to talk to Jake Ellenbogen and kind of get his take because I know he's even gone outside the NFL and starting to look at some of the college coaches that might be out there. So maybe we talk to him a little bit more about this as well and figure out what his thoughts are. All right, we got tons more questions. I kind of ranted on those two. Uh, if I don't get your question today, I promise I'll get to it. Maybe I'll throw it over to Jake tomorrow, uh, hoping to try to connect with Serena on Friday. But we've got tons of great questions I want to get to. So hang with me. We're going to step aside. We'll be back. More questions from our listeners coming up. And I say, hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, you're right, you're right, all right, and we say hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, right. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams, and we are kind of taking our time here to go through some questions from Facebook from Twitter, and hearing what you guys want to ask about, and kind of you guys are starting the conversation today. I'm going to try to do this a lot more during the offseason, as we have a lot of open time to talk about a myriad of topics. I want to get you guys involved here and kind of create that conversation with you, because I appreciate you. You guys are listening daily, Monday through Friday. We are putting up podcasts, and you are here downloading them. So, But I want to say I'm really surprised and I'm really happy to see how our numbers are still going really strong and you guys are coming back and listening every time I put up podcasts. So you don't know how much it means for you guys to be doing this. And then really all the questions. I think I got about 15 to 20 something questions today. Really awesome stuff. I really appreciate it. It really kind of melts my heart, guys. Melts my heart. Uh, So uh, we'll take the next one here. Bill Overbaugh, which Bill, oh, Bill. You kind of, you drive me crazy, bud. You knock me out of the playoffs and not really happy about it. So, uh, but I'll take your question. And for you guys in the fantasy league, if you guys finished uh, in the top three, I've still got to collect a couple dollars. I'll be getting out uh, some some prize money here soon. I promise I haven't forgotten about it. I've uh, been just kind of overwhelmed with a lot of the stuff that I have going on. But I will get to that, I promise. Bill, I don't know where you end up placing, but I think you got something coming your way. But, but here's his question. Does it matter to anyone that John Johnson and Taylor Rapp are both prototypical strong safeties? Who's playing center field for us next year? Maybe they're both athletic enough to make that transition, but at the moment, we have two stud safeties that seem most comfortable within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Great question, Bill. Great question. And I think it kind of answered it uh, after your second question there about playing center field. And you said maybe they're both athletic enough to make that transition. I think that's exactly it. And I think if you're going to do one, 
uh, to kind of move back there. I think it's going to be John Johnson, Taylor Rapp at this point. Again, you talked about being comfortable playing up near the line of scrimmage and, and being a great tackler. That's something we saw a lot from Taylor Rapp. And we've got to get that play because as I'm talking about great stuff from Taylor Rapp, I still see that play against the 49ers. And I got to get out of my head. I'm sure there's people out there that have to get it out of theirs because this kid is a stud. And really with John Johnson and his injury, I don't know if I really want to put him back up towards the line of scrimmage in a dominant role, right? It may, Yeah, I'd love for him to come up there and make a play. And I think the type of safety that he is, he's going to still be making big hits and, and delivering the punch back there. But uh, if you're going to pick which one to maybe move up and play a little bit more free safety, or as we saw at the nickel linebacker a lot that we saw from Taylor Rapp this year, I think we keep rolling that way. Uh, John Johnson, as you know, our expectation is to move on from Weddle with, as we talked about, the development of those two players and getting John Johnson back. I think it's his time to go and take that position, be the Weddle. And that's the next question as well. Within this question, for me, is who's taking that green dot on their helmet? Who's going to be the quarterback? Who's going to deliver the plays? We don't even know who the coach is going to be sending them in. But is it John Johnson when he comes back? Can he take on that responsibility? Or... Is Littleton sticking around? And he did that back in 2018. Will they give that role back to him? A lot of questions within that question. But Bill, I think really this is a smaller factor than you may think. I like the versatility of those two guys. And I think going forward, it's going to be a good problem to have. All right, I've been on my Facebook. So let me jump over to my Twitter and see what we got here. Question came in from CJ at CJ Ramclip. And he says, is McVay looking for a total youth movement on his staff? This came after my tweet talking about the release of John Fossil, or not the release of John Fossil deciding to go somewhere else, aka the Cowboys. Uh, but I think that might be the case, and we don't really know yet. I think that's kind of what uh, us in the media and the national media is kind of saying. Young coach, and you know, Wade Phillips was kind of stuck in his ways, and you know, three four, and didn't really adapt much, and those type of things. You're hearing very cliche type of uh, responses coming out. So your your expectations is. Young guy, wants to be around young people. And that's why if you're looking at the coordinator, maybe you would look to a guy like Aubrey Pleasant. Young uh, would be his first time in a D coordinator role. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, I think potentially, and I think that's kind of what my heart's telling me right now is that he's looking to kind of uh, do what he did on the offense side of the ball, but do the same thing on the defense, kind of bring something to the NFL to kind of, uh, you know, be a little bit different. But I don't think we're really going to know until he starts filling out his staff. I mean, I talked about Rod Marinelli being a potential D coordinator position or Marvin Lewis. He brings in somebody like that. Then, no, you're not looking. He's really just looking to fill a coach. So at the end of the day, I think McVeigh is a smart enough guy to realize that, you know, a job qualification isn't going to be your age, but it's going to be uh, your thought on how football should be played and some, you know, creative schemes that you could bring. So I think he's looking football first, but at the same time, he wants to kind of build an atmosphere and uh, build, you know, that rapport with his players. So maybe moving younger is that direction, but I don't think that is really the plan or at the top of the page list. Number one must be young, uh, but we'll see in due time. I got, a, I got one here from uh, Henry Bear, my man Henry Bear. Shout out to him uh, on Twitter. And he said, what's the health status of Noteboom and Allen? That is a great question. I think I'm going to try to save that one. If I get Serena on here, maybe I can talk to her and try to get a health update from 
uh, the Rams, but they haven't put anything out yet. I'm assuming that all is going well in their rehab, but no updates yet as far as the progress on them. It's only been uh, coaches that are falling off left and right. So no update from them, but I'm going to hang on to that one and see if I can dig in and, and find some out as we talk to Serena and some of the other people around the Rams. So great question, Henry. We'll get to that. Uh, bookmark that. We'll come back to that one. This one comes from Mr. Bods. I like that. Uh, bod, at Bods Mr. And really, I clicked into the profile. Uh, he's all the way out in Gold Coast, Australia. Shout out to Gold Coast, Australia and Mr. Bods because uh, I spent a about a year and a half living on the Gold Coast in Australia and had a wonderful time out there. And unfortunately, Australia is on fire right now. It's really terrible to see and got some friends and I've been keeping up with them. But hopefully uh, that country gets the help that they need because I saw a graph and I know I'm getting dark right now, but a graph that showed California wildfires and it showed, you know, a bar going up, you know, three or four bars. And then it showed the Amazon going up like one or two bars. And then the Australian wildfires went up like 30 bars. I mean, it's like 15 times the size of any of the fires we've seen lately. So Hope everyone is out there. Mr. Bods, if you're out there, hope you're staying safe in the Gold Coast. But here's what he had to say. How can we make our home matches a Rams fortress and not be embarrassing by having way too many away supporters there? You know what? That is a great question. I'm really curious. I don't think there's anything that like we can do, the Rams can do, other than win. I think that is the big thing. It's it's going to take time, especially in a professional environment. You always think about business, first to market, you know, always has a better advantage and things like that when two of the same companies are trying to get off the ground. And the Rams were here a long time ago, but took a gap of about, what, 30 years? Uh, Lakers, Dodgers, these guys have been here forever and have built the fan base, never left. Uh, so it's going to take time for fans and generational fans because there were people that were born and, and became my age, basically, and lived in Los Angeles, didn't have a team. So they started picking up other teams around the area or around the NFL. You always see uh, in this city from just going around, you'll see Bears fans and Detroit Lions fans and Dolphins fans. I mean, it's everywhere. It's not just, uh, you know, the classic Raiders and Cowboys and Niners, which is very prevalent here still, but it's everybody. So I think it's time. I think we are getting the youth generation involved now. These kids that are growing up looking at Todd Gurley and Cooper Cup and Jared Goff and starting to become fans and, you know, people that were here in Los Angeles and were like, nah, I was on the fence with who I wanted to be. And now I've got a team here in Los Angeles. So, um, you know, that is going to be an interesting thing. But hey, it's not going to hurt having this beautiful stadium. I think that was another thing. A lot of Rams fans, uh, the Coliseum's kind of tough to get to. No offense to people that love that stadium. At Before they did a lot of the renovations, kind of a dump. It's got a lot of history, great history. But it's not the most comfortable or great fan experience when you're there at the day. It takes like 45 minutes just to get in the stadium. Uh, so I'm expecting that you're going to see some fans that had never seen a Rams game before start to come out because, one, you just want to start kind of experience that stadium. And once you get in, you see live football for the first time in real life. You're going to be hooked. So expect for that to be better, but I don't know how fast uh, that's going to happen if that's just over the next season. But Great question, uh, Mr. Bods, and hope you're doing okay out in Australia. All right, I'll get to one more because I'm not really sure how far I've been talking, and I usually always talk way too long on these podcasts. It's funny, actually, uh, our man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger, reached out and uh, said, do you see Fossil heading to the Cowboys? I hear they're targeting him. And uh, like an hour later, he tweeted back and said, well, I guess that answers that. But I appreciate you, James, for jumping in there and getting a question. Um he had another question as well. We'll get to that. Maybe maybe tomorrow we'll get to that. 
And then, uh, okay, let's end here. And I've got a couple other questions. So if you didn't hear your question, uh, we will be getting to it soon. I promise I'm not going to avoid these. i got these written down. So this one comes from Zachary Martin. And he says, what's your thoughts on all the coaching positions that are available? Do you think the Rams will have an easy time picking up guys that will fit with McVay's system or style? Dude, I think it's going to be easy peasy. And I, I, that may be a little aggressive as far as the confidence there, but... I mean, talk about it. Talk about an opportunity around the NFL. McVay is a buzzword. I mean, people were getting jobs. It was the joke last year. Like, hey, uh, my cousin's second brother knows McVay. Should I get the job? Like, I mean, that's the way it was. And I know that was last year. Uh, but within the coaching circles, so many people respect this guy and what he's doing offensively. But just as a coach, as a leader, as a leader of men, as you always hear, and then just look at the things around the team. Take away McVay. Take away the talent because also you got to look as a defensive coordinator in, in one of the roles that's available. You're talking about working with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and a stacked youth core uh, in the secondary as well. So players aren't going to be the issue. If you're a running back coach, you've got Todd Gurley, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. You've got three really solid running backs that would definitely interest any coach out there. Special teams, you got Johnny Hecker. You know, I know we talked about him struggling a little bit this year, but he's still, you know, top five punter in this game. Greg Zerline, if he sticks around, again, you're talking maybe top five kicker in the game right now, even though on a down year, you don't expect that to be who he is moving forward. Uh, so this group, as far as talent, is fully stacked. And then again, looking outside the building, looking outside of Coach McVay, his scheme, his wisdom, his leadership, the players. Then you're looking at Los Angeles, man. That is a big seller. You want to come out to the second biggest market in the country, probably outside of New York, uh, Los Angeles. There are dollars everywhere. It is sunshine. It is beautiful people. Yes, I live here. You're welcome. I help for that number, I hope. And then a brand new stadium. We were just talking about it. 2020, we're moving into a brand new building. You got a billion dollar owner. Yes, billion with a B. Uh, just checked his net worth. I think he's up to about $9.5 billion. The stadium is $5 billion alone. Uh, there is no shortage of money around here. Everything will be first class. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be difficult to find people. I think I think there's going to be a lineup. I think that's also why Sean McVay was saying, hey, look, if I'm not 100% happy with what I'm getting from Wade or from Coach Fossil or Skip Pete, that there's a line of people out that door that would like to come in here and as well. So, uh, and then as well, like, you know, when McVay first got here, he was 30. He was trying to figure out the ropes of being a coach. He needed some of these guys around. But as he's developed, he's gotten to the pinnacle, the Super Bowl. He's gone through three seasons, the ups, the downs, and has figured out how to do some of these things. Maybe he's starting to figure out things that he did like or didn't like with people around him. Uh, and he's going to continue to build that. So I think there's going to be a bunch of people that want to come out here, and I think that he's going to have really a picking of who he wants to work with, and really it's just kind of finding the match that he thinks is best fit, and from there just locking him up. So I don't think this is going to be an issue. I think we're going to be really excited about who we have coming in regardless. Uh, McVay's not going to be hiring any bums, but it is kind of sad to say goodbye to some people that we really liked in this program, Wade Phillips, John Fossil, uh, really tough, always hard to say goodbye, but uh, there's somebody on the other side that will be cheering us up. So we're going to be talking about that here on Lockdown Rams. Again, if I didn't get your question, I will. Don't worry. We'll get that in the mix here. Appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.
yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Then right, damn right, alright. And we say hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Then right, damn right, alright. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.